0: Hey. Uh apologies about that. Not sure what happened. We was just talking and guess yeah, we had- what
1: happened <laughs> <there>. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: No, no, I'm just Yeah, you you're good, man. Well, like we said, we're gonna continue on. Um, tell everybody about your organization and everything again. We're just gonna pick up where we left off. We all good. Okay.
1: All right. Well, I started Meta Association after going through addiction and 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 so much uh Wow. Turmoil over about a good 10 year period. My youngest son's first 10 years and uh, I I didn't want any other black male, especially a young black father that was struggling with addiction and mental illness to have to feel that void and that desperation again. So that's why I started my nonprofit with, with cigarette money when I stopped smoking. And uh, you know, it's been a it's been a one man operation for the past four years, but we blessed enough to have made it through the pandemic and and some other circumstances, and we'll be celebrating five years at then at the end of January, God willing. That's good. That's good, man.
0: So uh I think we asked this already. What was your um journey with um mental health and addiction?
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, about eight seven. Uh, I noticed that, you know, my, my emotions and things were my reactions and the way I process things were different. So, you know, my parents want the pray it away types. They were like, look, if you need medical help, we're going to get your help. All so right. Everything was addressed the right way. And, um, you know, I had, you know, I had a mental illness and I had to deal with the, the stigma and all the rigmarole with that. And um, with that, I developed an addictive personality. So in my thirties, when I really started going through things, life struggles, losing parents, uh, divorce, trauma, I developed an addiction to cocaine for about ten years, uh-huh. and uh, that really kind of took me down through it. I learned a lot from it. You know, I try not to look at everything as such a down thing as what you get out of it. But that that was re- that taught me a lot. Uh, that that was that was my. Um, that's there, where I got my doctorate in life. And uh, I just used to try to help people now. Right.
0: Yeah. Um. Like you were saying, um, we dealt with the same thing. Right. Mental health, depression, anxiety, still deal with it sometimes. sometimes. Um, and was on addiction. So right. and we rarely say that on the show, but we dealt with that too. And mental health, that's really important to us especially with black people because like we were saying a lot of us don't want to get help because we have been in fear, denial, we don't want to face our own demons if you will and everybody out here dealing with something so we applaud anybody that's willing to step up and get help you know now we have a daughter that's um, dealing with the same thing so now we able to yeah help her and uh, what not but it's
1: it's it's hard it's, it's hard because really you know and, and i'm glad so glad now that it's finally being discussed with black people because man for a long time you couldn't even i mean you would have you would have some of us that would deny it even existed you even have some of us now it's, it's it's like you know it's like trying to convince them that aliens exist <laughs> you know, it's it's really that difficult, and you know, me running a non profit, I mean, I can say this honestly I get no donations, I don't, I'm not dependent on donations at all. I run mine as totally self funded out of whatever income I derive. Because, so do you have like people, a building? No I, no, I don't. No, I mean, I'll be moving into one soon, but it's you know, it's like people would think, Well, you, you know, you've been doing this for years, I'm sure you've gotten what. Over four years, $500 in donations? No. Wow. You know, it's just that, and I I bring that up to say this, a lot of times with us, there's an apathy in our communities to where we want the benefits of that homegrown help. We we sit up here and we say, well, yeah, let's be Black-owned, Black black this, Black that, but we don't support Uh ourselves. You know, it's easy to sit up there and thump your chest when somebody gets shot and say black lives matter and da da da. But what about the other three hundred and sixty-four days of the year too? You have to support yourself. You have to you have to support your own healing, your own your own facilitation.
0: You know, in order for us to do that, we gotta love ourselves
1: first.
0: True. And it starts with mental health. Exactly All right. right. We look to other people so much for approval and love and acceptance, and that's why it starts with yourself. It's called self-acceptance, self-esteem. You can't expect somebody to do for you what you don't want to do for yourself. It's like we love ourselves, and we're married. How can we Mm -hmm. love our husband or be faithful or even be honest or be truthful when we lie to ourselves? And that's what a lot of black people do.
1: Right. Right. And one thing too is if you're not mentally healthy, you'll mess around and end up choosing the wrong people to seek that validation from. Oh man. Phew, we learned that. See, once so you start I... that, then you on a whole other road to destruction. You know, and we had that's why we have to be careful with our young men, especially our young women too, is oh, yeah. men and fathers because if we fall off, then we just set the map for our dogs to keep picking the wrong men over. And over again. So this mental health stuff runs really, really deep with people, and you know I just hope that this dialogue comes, come, you know, keeps going because you know I tell my kids all the time, this is—I know this might sound a little overblown to some people. But this is my legacy to my kids. It's my legacy to your kids. It's my legacy to the world to at least get this discussion going, so it can prompt some dialogue. It can prompt some thought it can maybe initiate some change in one person if it affects one person then my life will admit it it, it will have how can i put this it will have half the effect i want it. yeah you know,
0: so is that I, the effect you're looking for yeah
1: yeah so you know i'm just so happy that you know now we have like having this conversation with you man we couldn't we wouldn't have had these discussions 5 years ago Nope. Black folks in mental health are you crazy? That's white folks' problem, you know that exactly. You, don't, that you so know, we don't take because... them pills? <laughs> you're a black man with emotions, man. You soft. <laughs> you know, it was that sort of thing, and it, it still is. Like in that. A way. We got black, man, insecure. So but... black men. I'm gonna say something about us, brothers, and I'm catchy for this. We the most insecure men on earth, not because of our doing. Not entirely, but because we be conditioned that way as a way to pacify us. When they had us on the plantation, we was Our masculization started back then, separating us yep. from the family. You take away the head of the family, what you think is going to happen to your society? It's going to fall apart every time. Yeah, it's going to break it mentally. You broke the foundation right then. That's the mental health of the family, and one thing I always say is that me- everything ties into mental health. Because when I began my recovery, I noticed that everything was rooted there in my mind. Not saying my spirit wasn't tied into it because it is, but to me, the spirit is a personal thing. I don't, I don't mess with folks in the spirit. I might advise you, I tell you my journey, but however you get there—that's, hey, that's on you. Right. I tell you my story, but you got to walk your own path on that. But, you know, it was like I noticed everything I did was was, it was a correlation, even my physical health, because I'm physically disabled. You know, I have heart problems, diabetes, but everything was tied in with that. Then opportunities for me to make income started coming about because I changed the way I thought. My relationships with women in my life changed. I don't mean just romantic. I mean, even with. Just how I view womanhood, because I've always been chivalrous. I've always been had a real strong sense of chivalry, but just in a way I looked at womanhood as a whole changed, which really blew my mind. Because I got, I've always had appreciation for womanhood, but now it's different. Because I don't, I just, it's just weird how things happen. It opens up your way of thinking. So yep. that's and It's a really an amazing thing. And I, I want more more of my brothers to see it so I can see my brothers and have these discussions. You know, I look forward to, to days where we can congregate at a cigar bar and just have guy time without worrying about it being beef. We can have heated dialogue without worrying about it being violent. Mm-hmm. But we can bring yep. our sons together and show them those. You know, I know it may sound corny, but that's how much this no, life it... ties into everything. Because I've seen it happen. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, you know, I've seen it happen. So, and that's and that's what I'm trying to do with my nonprofit, my nonprofit Meta Association. Um, people always ask me, "What does Meta mean?" M E T T A. Yes. Okay. I studied a lot of different religions i consider myself a christian i believe in god but i I respect all different religions meta is a buddhist word meaning to be inclusive of everyone okay okay so that's why i chose that word that means a lot to me so the three tenets of meta are this black male mental health fighting recidivism because i feel as though our American legal system is nothing but inventory. We're inventorying human souls and human bodies, and that's wrong. Uh, I, I, I teach a uh, job training course with people that have been just as affected, so I'm actually doing the work. And I feel as though we deal with the mentally ill by putting them in jail. We don't give yep. them adequate care in jail. Nope. Then we release them back into society, ill-equipped to be successful. And it's not fair to them. And these are parents. Nope. These are, these, are, these are our sons, daughters, friends, neighbors. One thing personally I don't do. I know some people have a problem with this. I don't want to know your charge. I don't. When I deal with you, I really don't want to know. Because I don't want to cloud myself with anything. I don't want to come into the situation of dealing with you with anything that may cloud me subconsciously. So I don't want to know your charge. I just want to help you i want to make sure you got mental health care i want to make sure you got job training then i want to leave it on you to go out and earn it but i want to make sure you got an even keel because these people going back out in the community these parents so how do you expect these kids to turn out that they pay so what they made a mistake everybody makes a mistake of because course they got caught <laughs> you know yeah this, you, know, it, 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 you know everybody it it. yeah and and another the third tenet of meta is fatherhood. Black fatherhood is and I hope I don't get emotional talking about this, but uh
0: oh, black fatherhood
1: is so disrespected. Mm. I have a no, we I guys have bi- we yeah. I have five kids, I have two boys biologically, have three step kids, I have seventeen okay. year olds, my older son biologically. I have had to fight to be my son's father all his life. I've literally shit, blood, sweat, tears, money just to have people not tell my son I was a POS. I have had people lie Mm -hmm. to my son and say, you know what, son? Your father's never been in your life. When Literally, I've been in this boy's life four days out of the week all his life. Just delusional crackheads just ruining the boy to the point where he's seventeen and he's just out of control. And you know what I had to do? I had to wash my hands. I don't have yep. custody of this boy. I I'd done everything I could do, but you know what? And he's got he's bipolar. I ain't, wow! And I deal with parents that this raising uh, children with <laughs> mental illness. And I I was talking to this one woman one time. And she really got emotion and, and it touched me because I know how she felt. And I told her, I said, Ma'am, you know what? And my son was sitting right next to me. And I looked dead. I'm going to say, You know what, ma'am? You need to let that boy go. I said, You did all you could. You did everything you're supposed to do. Change your locks, change your number. Hmm. At some point, yeah. I ain't one of these people that's going to sit up and tell you you live for your kids. No, nah, you don't. You don't live for your oh. mom. You don't live for your kids. I'm going to tell you real. Hell. You get rid of toxic folks. You have to. I don't care yep. if these big mama. <laughs> people don't like when I say that either. I don't I'm not I'm not worried about trying to be popular or politically correct. I'ma say what is reality. Yep. I'm estranged from my blood family. It's a reason why. I'm better off. You know, that's part of protecting your peace, it's part of protecting your mental yep. health. How many people we know Deal with that same toxic mama that they, 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 they everybody want, but you deal with it anyway because mama you go over there every Sunday and deal with that mess and go home stressed out because it's mama. Yep. Come on. We got to
0: start treating yeah.
1: ourselves
0: better. Yeah. And that's what um we had to do too. We don't talk to a lot of our family. Um, we got a lot of people we used to deal with don't deal with them no more. Yep. And You've got to, by all means, we had to go through a whole lot just to be like, okay, you got to start protecting your peace and stop going back and forth because everybody don't have the same heart. They don't have the same intentions or at least good ones. And we had to stop dealing with a lot of people. We did. And it was fun you said something about the plantation because that's where it all started. That's where all the hate, and the separation, and a division, that's where all that started at. And yeah. now that we got an opportunity to know better and mental health is something that needs to be talked about amongst Black people more. Exactly. We have the choice to either do it or don't. And we also went to something about religion. We're Muslim. So that's a whole different, don't know how much you know about that, but that's a whole different lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we've been learning since studying is to promote peace amongst right. our people. And that's something we don't know how to do. We have to learn how to do it. But we've been programmed so much. All we know how to do is, just like you said, we got to fight to be in our kid's life. You know, all of ours aren't for it. We got four biological and eight by marriage. Mm-hmm. And let's see, oldest son doesn't speak to us. We can barely talk to our other two because they dad's got a problem with us for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And oldest will be 18 in a couple of weeks, knows more than us all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that amazing. But we just say all that to say you don't live for nobody but yourself. So we agree with that. You have sure. to cut off anybody in your life that's toxic. We don't care who it is. Your mama, when when it's time, you gonna be judged. Not them. They ain't gonna be there with you. None of that. No, no. So no, no. you got to live your life and do the do it right, of course. But no, we all gonna make mistakes. But you know, you got to live your life for you. That's why we and we say it's a lot on our show, and we had to learn it. Like it's self-motivation. Stop expecting other people to motivate you. It's self-love. Stop expecting other people to love you. This is one of the main reasons, and we went through it, why a lot of us deal with mental health, because we always rely on somebody else for something that's already within ourselves. And once you realize all that power, and if you got people in your life that support you, by all means, that's great. But majority of the time, you're not. So if you're always relying on that, you're going to wind up, uh,
1: fortunately, doing something you may regret. And I'm glad you brought that up because I think you helped me realize what a lot of my problem was. Like earlier when you asked me, uh, when you allude to the, the period where I was going through a lot of stuff, I was doing exactly what you just said. I was expecting folks to be what they weren't. I was expecting yep. people to have the heart I had. I was expecting people to be what they what, what I wasn't they could be, instead of what they were. Yep. See, I don't trust anybody, but I trust people to be themselves. And
0: And they're going to always show you who they
1: are. are. You know. yeah. There are some people I trust, but I trust people to be who they've shown me to be, who they've revealed themselves to be to me. And I would have thought for a long time that would have made me close-hearted, but it really hadn't. It's really helped me open up to more people because now I don't have that okay, this person's going to hurt me this way. It's like, All right. what can you do to hurt me? I've already survived anything. <laughs> you know, I've survived what my mama could do. i survived what my son could do. What can you possibly and, do? Come on. And, yeah, I mean, I've survived addiction. I've survived death. i survived what God got to test me. So, I mean, you just you just pussycat. So, come on. Let's <laughs> What you got? Yeah. That's how we, we look at people now like, man, if we told you our
0: story, you wouldn't even believe it. You mm-hmm. wouldn't believe half of what we, and we're only 36. Yeah. We're only 36 years old, so we're still young, you know, to us. But we look at somebody like our husband that done been paralyzed and dead pre-tours in Afghanistan and them been pronounced dead. And it, mm-hmm. it, it. <laughs> If he can go through all that, that's why he got the mentality he got. What can you do to hurt me? I done been through it all. And we think the same way. And, and people th- think that we arrogant, you know, for it, but no, what you got to
1: understand is people don't try to kill us. Yeah. We're here. And people mistake people mistake, had, you know, you can tell people that are survivors as, as opposed to people who are not, because it's cool you bring this up. I'm smiling. Uh, <laughs> like people that beat addiction, they really beat it. They have a certain confidence about themselves. I don't know if you've ever noticed this or not. They have a certain, it's not even arrogance. It's like a certain way about themselves because yep. they know what they overcame. Yep. And people that never experienced it, you might see it as arrogance. But I like seeing it in other people because I know it's a certain thing that they survive because it gives you a certain compassion toward all people. Yep, you know it's a certain thing that I know by me overcoming my addiction because I'm always going to be in recovery. You never fully recover if you're at it. I don't believe this. Some people may disagree. disagree. Nah, yeah, you you kind of learn to deal with it a lot. Easier, deal with it, but you kind of always yeah. yeah this that, all it's a certain element is always going to be there. I'm not saying you're always two seconds away from snorting your brains out, but I'm saying this always going to be. Right. There's always going to be a party.
0: Yeah, yeah, it will. You know, don't dwell on it. You no, know, no, but no, you no, still no, got, don't dwell on. It. <laughs> you still got to move this
1: way. If I see somebody that I know is going through it, I can recognize it. Right. Okay. That's that's what I mean. But it makes me want to help people more. Exactly. You know, it makes you want to give more. And that's why that's why I talk so much about helping other nonprofits. That's why I tell people, even if you don't like me for whatever reason, if you don't want to support my nonprofit, even you think I'm trash, support somebody Mm -hmm. in your local community. Because they probably somebody that's been through it. You know. Of course, that's
0: one of the biggest things is is support. We don't want to support our own people either. And what we got to realize is like, it don't take away from you. It's like if we both had a nonprofit, you know, we may be on different religions and whatnot, but we still, hey, man, you know, we'll still come out and support or whatever. And, you know, vice versa. That's going to boost us.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, I I, I had an event in Memphis a couple weeks ago. Um, Wonderful lady helped me out. You know, she was giving away backpacks. I'm like, everybody was coming to take some, but nobody came to give anything. Uh-huh. You know, you have to think about that, too. You know, think about that when you're going to get those resources. Yeah, while you in the struggle, get what you need to survive. But when you're blessed, give something back. Take them $20. That, you know, I'll offer for the help pack some backpacks. Be like, y'all need me to help run some boxes somewhere. Is so many ways that you can help a small struggling, not just nonprofit, but church, school, community group, that that I can tell you from experience, things that you would never think they need, that won't cross, call, cause you a thing, could mean the world to them. There have been times, I uh, one time I did, I was blessed enough to be able to give a uh, big food donation. I just need somebody to drop off some boxes. You know? Wow. I mean, it, it can be something little. You know, always look in your community. And I urge the listeners, always look in your community tab. See who's having a free thing, you know, on a Saturday morning. Go there for a couple hours. Just say, hey, you know, if you're not doing nothing. And I know people are not going to do it. <laughs> but it would really make your communities a better place. Because otherwise, they don't sit around and whine about gentrification. Because you know what? You causing it. Don't sit around and talk about how it's nothing in your community because your laziness is bringing that on. But you not support and you not taking care of yourself. If you won't sweep your own front porch, don't expect anybody else to do it for you. Exactly. Thank you for saying that because so many of us are so damn
0: lazy, it don't make no sense. But we want somebody to just give us something. You got to get like our schedule so busy with a full time job, we be tired. Every day. But guess what? Ain't nobody going to give you nothing. That's not how this world works. And if they do, there's always an attachment. It's nothing free. Never. So you have to get up and stop being lazy. Can't be no more blunt than that. And do something different. Yeah. You know, we can all come together and stimulate all our communities, but we just mess them up.
1: And we then we wonder why we're not we mess them up. We we leave we leave the house granted left for us. We follow them yep. out. They move back, take over our grandmama house, build it up better, and make us pay for it all over again. <laughs> Money. What do they do
0: that In <laughs> so America. But that's yeah. how it's been set up,
1: though. I know it's never been Here's set man. up for us Here's to make it. Man. We know all this stuff is set up this way. Why do we keep doing the same stuff? Thank you. <laughs> we know it's set up. We, 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 I mean, at this point, we've been doing uh, really since the 70s. How they, how they got it kind of lined up for us, right? Why do we keep doing the same stuff and seems like other cultures coming over here and they kind of catching on quick? They making us look kind of dumb. Very like, we're not dumb. <laughs> we're not a dumb people. Are we just stubborn
0: or are we just blind? Man, we'll say both, man, because it's, it's like what you said, because our opinion, we're living in a whole fantasy out here. We think I mean, this is our world and this is the way it's supposed to be and we cool with it. We yeah. want to get in with everybody and fit in and be seen and Lie and be fake, and all that because it's glamorous, it's it's their reality. But the reality is, as you keep going down that road, you're
1: gonna get dead, yeah. And I, I tell you one thing, like back during, remember doing the Will Smith slap thing? Oh, yeah, I, I was really trying to promote my non profit, man. I was really doing my fundraising thing, I was just really promoting it on social media. The slap happened, you think I got any kind of traction? I mean, I don't, excuse me, about the ambulance. I already don't get trashing because I'm a black man doing a non-profit, but that's a whole other subject. And I don't do that to whine. I just tell just tell my experience. But, mm-hmm. you know, that slap got so much attention and so much debate, I'm like, hold on, let me let that pass. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> I know you fine, man. You're good. Yeah, we
1: heard all about that, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm in what's considered a good part of town, excuse me. Anyway, I'm just playing. Oh. But <laughs> I'm just being a little Never. silly, but uh you know that, that stirs up so much conversation. But I was thinking, when was the last time that I've seen our people engage in this much discourse about anything important? Never. Never. Never We've had major issues that have affected us. We haven't had a modicum. I'm like, is this what it takes to, to, to stir us? That we are Our situation is dire because I look at other cultures, and I don't mean to break it around break it, break it down around around socioeconomic factors, but that's just how it's breaking down. Yeah. It's just what it is. But you know, my whole thing is they they can still get stuff accomplished, but seem like we can either do something or nothing. And I, I don't see I don't see any news about us backing anything legis as far as legislation. I don't see about us rallying to anything unless the police kill somebody and we we, we march a couple of days and I, I don't see any real push and I don't see any real uh, um um Effort. I don't see any direction, and not saying you know, well, we don't have any black leaders. You don't. You don't need nobody to lead you.
0: Um, y'all do know all the black leaders we had done got dead, right? Just, yeah, just they that.
1: got dead. But I mean, you know, I'm. I'm just, <laughs> I'm,
0: just I'm just saying. And how they do that by trying to do the same thing over and over. Same well. result. We got to do something different. We, oh, yeah. oh, we can't even trying to put it in words, but we still need to be a change. Yeah. But we're looking at the wrong people to step up and make it. We can't say this enough. We got to be the ones to do it. They're not going to do it. They're laughing and killing us and making money. All this has been fed up. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: and I'm the together. Thing, And the one Wake great, up. Oh, Go ahead. okay. And the one great equalizer in all this is I'm gonna tighten this back around to mental health. Yep, this is why we got to fix our mental health. What's the one great equalizer in this world? Money, Money? right. What's gonna make us the most money? Getting our mental health straight. Here's how: we get our mental health straight, we get our community straight. We can start becoming an economic power. We can become an economic power. You think folks gonna care so much that we black? No, they are gonna see if these people can make money. We'll deal with them. We ain't got to like them, but we respect them because they can bring in commerce. It's just like yep. with the other races, we do that, then we have something to say. Because nobody's ever gonna hundred percent like you anyway. But we get our mental health straight, we can start to get ourselves together. We can start to right our ship socially, educationally, spiritually, relationship-wise, economically, then have a voice, then the right leaders will rise, then we will do the right thing. And we can make our money and have a voice and make ourselves as equal as we can be in this world. But it got to start with our mental health. So everything we've been talking about flows from mental health. Everything. That's the root. That's your spirit.
0: Yeah, that's number one place you can get people is their mental. All you gotta do is say the right thing or the wrong thing or put the right thing or the wrong thing in front of their face. That's how you get them. TV. Yeah,
1: and it's something. It's this. Every individual can control. See, that's something that every individual has. This unique to them. Your mind is yours. You can control as much unless you have a diagnosis now. That's another issue. But uh-huh. as far as someone without a diagnosis, you can control if you have a relatively healthy mind, you can control what goes in out in and out of it. Because what you go eat, what goes in is what you get out. Now that's that's the literal truth. Now, because yep. if you sit up there on TikTok watching a whole bunch of BS, what you think you're gonna get out? What you think gonna come out on paper? Watch a half an hour or something and write down what you think. They watch half an hour with something stupid and see what comes out. And You see what I'm saying?
0: See, oh, we yeah. control.
1: We can control our own minds.
0: Shows and fake celebrities and fake reality and
1: yeah, they can tell me. I mean, I don't even know who, who who's a celebrity nowadays. Uh, <laughs> little so and so, little so and so. They can tell me more about little so and so, than they can't about what their kids doing. Yep. Don't know their kid's first grade teacher, but they know a little so-and-so address. Come on, man. And if we can look that up, all yeah. that's truth. We
0: can look up the truth. Get some knowledge to find out what's really going on. Well, we just lazy. We don't want to know that info because that means we're going to be held accountable at that point. So that means we're going to know the truth. We're going to have some real knowledge, and then we got to pass it on. Another thing we don't want to do. We'll pass on how to twerk. We'll pass on how to cuss or sag our pants and use this person and manipulate this person. But we don't know how to then promote. You know, help your brother, help your sister, help your mama. No, none of that. It's a (laughs) choice, and a lot of our people are on one. And then they wonder
1: why they can't can't break through. And also you got to be careful who you... I know we kind of going... we going off so many subjects, but man... And, and this is the beauty of... This is why I'm blessed in the fact that I get to talk about this. I get to touch so many different subjects with people. But, you know, you also have to be careful with your mental health as far as who you surround yourself with. Yep. Because if you, if you surround yourself... What's the saying? And this relates to black people too. Um... I I don't, we don't know the exact one,
0: but it's something along the lines where you become the people you surround yourself with, or something like that. I don't know the
1: exact. Yeah, point. I think I think it goes like if you have four rich people and one poor person, you'll eventually have five rich people, right? Mm-hmm. Something like that, and that's true. You know, if you you know there was a point in time I was hanging around people, and not that I'm judging people because they were good people, but you know, at 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 heart, but you know, I had to elevate my 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 a little bit you know and there's nothing wrong with that you know you have to be around that which you seek if if i wanted to be sober i had to be around sober people if i wanted to be you know financially stable i had to be around people that thought financially i had to people be around people that had a, a fiduciary conscience about themselves and we have to get out of that because a lot of us too we get stuck in the mindset of sitting in one place and being complacent. I had to leave Memphis. Memphis was, was quicksand for me, and it was quickly going to kill me. Thank you. Know? And you have to be. You can't be afraid to move. You got to leave, Mama. You got to leave that couch. You got to leave that woman's bosom. You got to leave everything and strike out and do your thing because you don't jump, you can't fly. No. And the world got some and, of us so afraid to jump. That's why I see men, so many black men laying on on some woman's couch right now. And, 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 you know, and just being honest. And they have ideas and they have drive and they want to do stuff. But something, this one switch is keeping them from pulling this trigger because I've seen it so many times. Oh, George, I want to do this business. I want to do that. I want to do this and I got this idea. we well, stopping you. What's that one last thing? It's the mental ill. I mean, not mental illness. It's the mental health. It's that it's generational trauma that's stopping you. It's the insecurity. It's that it's broken relationship with that woman in your life. It's that, what if I'm not man enough? What if I mess up? It's that male ego. It's that one thing that makes us and breaks us. It puts us in jail. it it ends up up with us in the ground, but yet we hang our head on it. You
0: know, we had to come to the realization that a lot of people ain't going to want to save themselves. No. That's very sad, but it's true. A lot of us ain't going to want to wake up. And we blame it hugely on this world because a lot of people live in and what they, uh, what you want to call illusion, yeah, but what reality really is instead of facing what's really about to happen. If anybody was really watching videos on TikTok, y'all would see that about 20 states is underwater right now. Yep, that's not a sign. Yep, uh, just, just saying, if they everybody looking at all this other stuff on social media, uh, another video, our husband's son, I think it was. Over in China, they're starting to have a drought or something I in wish. almost the whole country. Come on, now. This is not stuff that's happening by accident. Uh-uh. Well, we all living in this fantasy because guess we think we're going to live forever, this Is what's going to go on forever, that's, that's not how it's going to go. Well, the world, it it,
1: the world makes it so easy for us to hide from reality with social media. You know, we can turn the news off. It's like we can turn off reality. You know, it's flooding outside the door, but now nah, let me let me get on TikTok and watch some girl check herself. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So we it's like it's it's like it's almost though we watching the world by now. People don't even talk anymore. Rarely. You know, nope. how many you know, when was the last time you really struck up with just a conversation with somebody out in public? Oh it wow. don't happen much. You know, so, I mean, it's just the way everything is, is going, it's becoming so depersonalized. It's like, especially with mental illness, you're going to see it get worse and worse. And that's why you notice so much talk about mental illness, because the pandemic, people were isolated. So yep. now, as far as the news, the, the, the powers that be can do anything they want now. And we believe it. We believe it every time, because... it. it
0: we're gonna say this and we're gonna make sure we say it right. But even when you're watching the news, you think they're telling you the truth, but they're lying about the truth. That's why we saying, Go be your research, don't believe everything they're telling us. You know, our main thing with this COVID mess is why y'all think they came up with a vaccine so fast,
1: exactly? And they just saying, Because what's
0: playing. Along other things, people ask you thinking that um, you gonna get this vaccine, and they gave it to us to so look out for us. We ain't yeah. have it. We can't get no vaccine. We don't know if you have or not, but we're not doing that. That's true. Everybody's falling for it. That's the only reason why we're saying that because don't advise them because, because you want to travel, you want to do this. Now you gotta go get this shot. You don't know what's in it; it might kill you. If you already got a condition, you know you just go do it. Whatever they say, do. But when somebody trying to really um, give you some knowledge and point you in the right direction, you are looking at them like uh, I, I don't know about that.
1: Yeah, the skepticism. People, people don't, people don't, people don't really discern information like they should, and it's because we have information overload. And we, we, we really, we need to unplug sometimes, you know, I I wish there was some way to mandate that people unplug one day a week just to give themselves a a chance (laughs) to decompress. I wish we could mandate that so bad. Everybody take one day off and no, no media. You just have to just sit in the room, just eat fresh fruit and water and just chill. And I think that would help our health so much as a country because we just oversaturated, we overwhelm ourselves, we overburden. Yep. you know, and, um, you know, it makes it hard for us, and it makes it hard on each, you know, we make it hard on each other, so we, you know, we need to slow down this pace, and we're moving all wrong, and, you know, I see other cultures learning that and trying to, to, to correct it, and I'm hoping that maybe in some way that I will get to a point with me and my nonprofit that maybe we can come up with a way for people to be able to do that, for our people to be able to do that in a way that's not only effective but expedient. Uh, maybe some kind of self-care program where we can take time to decompress, encourage thought, and introspection, because I think that will go a long way to protecting uh, people's mental health. Uh, perhaps something where we encourage employers to make time available for maybe an hour a day or an hour a week or two for employees to have a, a room to go and sit and just do things like that. I don't know that that may sound lofty or unusual, but that's how things start. At, at least we're starting the dialogue because now you're beginning to have, I've noticed you're beginning to have employees have what's called, uh, I tell you what, I worked for this one place, had what's called a red room, had couches really no electronics where you could go you know charge your phone basically take a nap and relax and it helped a lot of morale so little unconventional things like that and it just takes action you know we have to do what we can to to try to um stop the degradation of what's going on because it's only going to get worse look at the violence we have to deal with i'm from memphis Uh and and you know, I am I live in Dallas and I have to hear about my hometown every day. It breaks my heart. And Memphis was yeah. bad when I was there. Man, we did a
0: lot on our phone every day about the weather, people dying and being murdered and raped and killed and we just be shaking our heads. We don't go nowhere because it's, it's crazy out there. The only place we go is to work, and that's it. But this is nothing like when we was coming up, when we was a kid. It's so right. much We ain't have no Facebook or Instagram or none of that, so whatever dumb stuff we did, you know, it was not out there for the world to see. Now everybody just, they don't care. Parenting unchanged, co-parenting, uh, relationships ain't nothing. Like it used to be, everybody just want to do them, you know,
1: you know and just think it, about themselves. It's like this: like parents nowadays get mad because they did kids did something on camera instead of get mad the kids did it at all. Yep, you know it's not man. Why'd you do this? It's why'd you do that on camera? Why'd you record it? <laughs> uh-huh. Why did you get caught? Yeah, nah, why you- caught?
0: Right. Why did you
1: come down here? No, nah, man. You know, so we got a lot of work to do. And it's just going to come through through dialogue and, and, and exploring the mental health system. Because a lot of these people that are out here, a lot of these incidents, when you hear about them on the news, especially the violent ones, it's not random. It's not happenstance. It's usually something that escalated. It's usually something where somebody had a previous run-in. It's usually something that's domestic. It's usually something that could have been prevented. Had it been for properly followed up, had it been properly med- uh, mental or medical intervention. So a lot of this stuff is presentable. Right, And I, I know how people in the street are. A lot of this stuff be egged on. You're going to let that man go on. Do you like that, man? I'm going to ride you on the rail on there now. It's just how this stuff go down. It just goes. Yep. yep. And that's the
0: one of the biggest things with mental health. And and, and we get it, y'all. It's hard out here. It's been hard for us. We already know. And like we said, one of the biggest things we feel is we keep relying on this world and other people to do what we can do for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And That's one of the things that we believe in Islam and what I've mentioned to teach is um, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. don't know if you heard of him or not, but it's to teach us how to do for ourselves. And that's one thing that we got to do. Just like you said, we're going to piggyback off that. You got to get up and take action. You can't just sit around talking. You got to get up and do something for yourself. And a lot of people... Ain't going to agree with it because they don't know, nor do they want to know, but they don't want it. You know, you got to. It's it's hard. It's hard, especially with COVID. You know, a lot's been shut down, or um, closed in, if you will. A lot of people don't want to travel. It's it's getting a lot worse. It's not going to get any better anytime soon. But. The only thing we can say you can't control is yourself and how you're going to deal with whatever because everybody dealing with something, whatever your situation may be. And it's just not on anybody else. It's really on us. Really, action got to be taken and belief got to come behind it. And if we don't believe, Ain't nobody even going to take no action. You there?
1: Yeah. There.
0: Yeah. 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 Okay, I'm sorry. I think
1: I dropped out for a second. Yeah. But once you're accountable to yourself, then you it's easy for you to hold everybody else accountable because you can see their 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 uh, their culpability in things. And once somebody mm-hmm. holds themselves accountable, then it's easy for them to make changes. It's easy for them for correct flaws. It's easy for them to see areas where they can improve. But as long as a person is ducking the hide and saying I did and I I don't and I don't. It's yep. never gonna nothing's ever gonna change, and a big part like with my co-parenting style with my ex-wife, it's really it's really a beautiful system the way it's working out for my our son. Okay, you know, we both we had a ugly divorce, but we good friends now because I was accountable for my mess ups. I sat down alone with myself and said, "Look, George, did you- this stuff this is you got to get over this you need to deal with this bro and i had to talk with myself and when i yep. did it was so liberating because it's like it's like i forgave myself for a lot of stuff you know and once i did it i was able to all right you know what i was mad at her i'm not mad at her anymore i was mad about this it wasn't a big a deal. Now, I was right to feel this way, but now I'm yeah. able to move past it. You know, it's, uh-huh. it, I, it, it's like I had a million epiphanies. And, you know, and I'm so blessed because now, you know, even though we had, man, man, we had, man, it dramatic, like 911 type stuff, man, going on. But, you know, I've got a good friend. She's a wonderful mother. You know, a great co-parent. And I can go to bed every night knowing my son is in good hands. And when he was me, she know that she can go to sleep knowing that he's with his daddy. And as a black man, and I say this all the time, as a black man, knowing what I've been through and knowing what I know, you have no idea what kind of peace of mind it buys. So. You know, if I can find a way to teach that and teach what I learned to my other brothers, because I know full well that everybody else co-parent ain't gonna be like ain't gonna be like mine and willing to work, but I can still try to impart what I can to give them that sense of peace for themselves, so at least they'll have that for them and their children. A lot more people do
0: that. That be you. That, that really would. That's something we had to do as well. We had to sit down with ourselves when we really was getting fed up, and be like, "Okay, this way you messed up. You should have did this, and you didn't do it. You know, whole nine yards." We had to sit down and hold ourselves accountable. Now we still do that. Yeah, we still do that every day. It's like we grade ourselves, and um, now we know where we messed up, where we made the mistake that. And we still trying every day to, you know, improve it. So we're gonna say this. We're gonna go ahead and close out, you know. We really had to realize where we went wrong. Yeah, we might have been justified and whatnot, but still we had to realize really where we went wrong at and make the changes. And that's what
1: we're gonna keep saying this a lot of our black people need to live. And I think a lot of times we like with black men, especially. And I ain't picking on us. I'm just saying what I know because I'm I'm guilty of it still to this day. Sometimes we we listen to respond Well we listen to react. And uh, we don't always listen to understand or comprehend like we should, especially to our women. And we got to get better about it because we do that with each other, too. You know, a lot of times, especially when we have our little flare-ups and confrontations, and that's something too. I hope we can improve upon because that's something I work on all the time. I try, I have to work on it every day, My, oh, yeah. especially when I get agitated about something. <laughs> and I'd be like, I'd be like, I'm just waiting on her to say what I want her to say, so I can go on and act like I'm going to act and go. Now I had to slow down, and that, and I hope there's something that. Uh, you know, cares over to people is that even though I'm saying this stuff, I'm I'm willing to say, hey, I'm still doing it too. You know, yep. I don't want to sit up here and be like, hey, I got it all figured out because I don't. No, I just got an idea, but I'm just willing to, hey, walk, you know, walk with you, you know, on it. But yeah, we have to, you know, that's been a big problem with black men. They, you know, they taught us how to work. They taught us how to bust our, bus our knuckles, but You notice they didn't teach us how to read, write, and communicate. They made sure we didn't know how to do that. See, now we ain't got no excuse. Nope. They made sure the first thing they took away from us was our communication with you. Am I right? Yep. They move you in one direction with the kids. they move us in the other. Think about what they took away first and let's just recover everything back in that order. Let's take our time and do it back. Just put the pieces back and let's see what we get. But we got yeah, to put we we mean we got to put ourselves back. We coming for y'all. Cause we not ready right now to deal with y'all. And what I mean by that is we not equipped to give y'all what y'all need. Not all of us, a lot of us not. This is what I believe. I'm not the best man that I can be. I'm not. I got a long way to go. We all do. We yeah. all do. I'm not the best father I can be yet. My kids actually tell me I'm a pretty good
0: dad, which is a good feeling. That's good. That just means I'm trying. We get the same thing from so we already know how it is. But all you can do, you get up every day, is keep trying. Keep trying.
1: Moving in the better direction. Instead of going backwards, move forward. Keep going forward. (laughs) And that's all we can do. Every day, I I say this too, and this is something I genuinely do. I get up every day and I say, before I go to bed, before I get up every day, well, not before I get up every day, before I go to bed, I say, Do I know more now? Am I better off now than I was this time yesterday? And every day I can always say yes. Am I more blessed today than I was yesterday? Did I do something to bless somebody today that may not have been blessed yesterday? I can always say yeah, because if you live your life like that, if you just try, if you try to live for other people, in a sense to make the world a better place than it was the day before, you're going to be all right.
0: That's true, man. That's true, man. So anything else you want to say before we get out of here and um give everybody your social media but.
1: All right, this has been so much fun. Uh, You can reach me at metaassociation.org. That's M-E-T-T-A association.org. My office number is 214-810-6518. Of course, if you don't get me, just leave a voicemail to shoot me a text. I always answer my calls personally. And you can follow me on Facebook up under George P. Brooks.
0: All right, man. Well, thank you once again for coming on the show. Um, We're going to go ahead and get out of here. Thank you again, and
1: you have a good evening. Thank you. All right, man.